0: My name is Nora Jones. And I feel ecstatic about being Conan O'Brien's friend.
1: Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and
2: pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. All
3: gonna be friends. Hey there! Welcome to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Uh, Conan here, as if you didn't know that. Hanging out here with Sonam Osesian and, uh, of course, the that scamp Matt Gourley. I'm Sorry, but and um, you're just laughing because we did three, two, one, and then usually I go right into it, but this time I took I would say two or three beats before or I started than, speaking. Uh,
1: if you would have counted, it would have gone three, two, one, nine. Eight, seven, <laughs> six.
3: yeah. I took I took a little extra time to uh, create a tension in the room, oh. which then I could exploit because I'm a master of this medium. Is
4: yeah. there? There's no. There's no tension.
3: Oh, that's right. You I forgot who I was dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> You're six gummies into the wind right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, oh man, I wish. She puts them in her scrambled eggs in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what's really funny is that we were we were laughing our asses off. Just goofing around, and Adam Sachs, who's in the you know, who's our our master and our guru, he's in the room, and he was like, "Enough, enough!" Yeah. He said, uh, "All laughing has to be done on mic." Yeah, <laughs> no laughing off mic. Yeah, no, no laughing off no no mic. The mics aren't yeah. on, or and somebody. so yeah. that's why uh, I think I took a long pause was to try and kill the joy that was in the room yeah. before we got started. I see. Yeah, we oh. were having a good time too. We yeah. were. No, no, no! I know we were having a wonderful time, and and Adam Sachs comes by, and you're what? Free, feel free to defend yourself, Adam, and don't have any
1: fun on Mike.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you, what happened? You sensed. Well,
1: wait, I'm not going to defend myself because I agree with your
3: with the way you're characterizing what happened. Is I just you guys were laughing? We don't have a lot of time. We've got 35 minutes. There's now another- wait a minute. Why don't we have a lot of time? There's another podcast coming. up. Okay, out let me record. tell you something. This is my podcast. what do you mean I'm being shoved out of my own studio so we don't have a lot of time and you guys were laughing and I was looking at the clock and I got nervous and I said
1: laughing's okay but only do it while the mics are on like,
3: what would happen if you went out and told the guys Conan O'Brien's in there they're like oh my god oh my god and you know what it was they start quivering Uh, (laughs) it's gonna be another five minutes Is that the end of the world? No, that would probably be fine. Yeah, oh, probably be fine. (laughs) I, I can't speak for them. I think it would be fine. Five minutes, yeah. This building, we're painting my face on the side of it. You know,
1: and also you explaining this is now prolonged this intro because we still have to do bits and giggles.
3: (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) bits and
1: giggles. We have to do bits and giggles. We call it
3: sure. Bits and giggles. Sure. (laughs) I I didn't slave away for forty years to craft a career in bits and giggles. (laughs) We're here changing the way man thinks about man. Better late than never. What? Is that
4: what we're doing?
3: I know. No, I just oh. said something and thought it would. It would
4: I don't make know sense. what we're doing.
3: No, but what, I'll tell you this, Adam. I yeah. do appreciate the hard work, Thanks. and yes, we do need someone to crack the whip occasionally and uh, let us know that our tomfoolery, our hijinks, bits and giggles, our bits and giggles, uh, maybe are, are wasting time, and I'm we've not... got to make way for the next podcast. <laughs> what you if know? this
4: is part of our process?
3: Right. Oh oh, 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 really, Sona, talk about your process. <laughs> I know, you know, my- process? To yes. get
4: in the zone? Uh-uh. No? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Sona uncaps know. a
3: hollow
1: molar and out drops a gummy edible.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was as high as you guys say I am, I but know. I'm not. Well, you used to be. I I did.
3: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now with twins, of course.
4: You yeah, I gotta right? stay normal all day. <laughs> Now, can I ask a question? This is,
3: I know, personal, but if you're breastfeeding, you can't, right? Because-
4: I did it, yeah.
3: yeah, Because the gummy would, it would come out in the milk? Is that right? The gummy, the full gummy would come out the nipple into the milk. I just picture a gummy shooting out the nipple into Mikey or Charlie's mouth. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> I picture Mikey or Charlie or one on each breast and all of a sudden each one goes gloop, gloop. I got the prize. Yeah. They,
4: they sleep really well that uh, night yeah, so yeah. it's totally worth it. Did you
3: ever get up in the middle of the night and find them moshing?
4: <laughs> just in their cribs? In their
3: cribs just grueling <laughs> around and just moshing on top of each other?
4: No, I didn't.
3: Okay. i right. no. glad, glad you answered that honestly.
4: Yes. No, well, I have not seen them moshing.
1: the strangest thing that's ever come out of your breast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, milk. What the fuck? <laughs> what is that? That's gotta
3: be a very strange thing. It's
4: weird. It's yeah. really, and I had to pump. And so you put, like like a cow, you put these things on your boobs and then it just like squeezes liquid out of your nipples. Hey, I have a question.
3: Sure, if we I'll attach- handle this. Okay. If we- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. If I attach those to my nipples yes. and they sucked really hard for a long time, would any milk come out? Is there any milk in there? Oh boy. There I are- just don't
1: know about how humans work. I think there have been some instances where men have lactated. Right.
4: Um, first of all, your dad is a doctor. Yeah. So if you asking this question Listen- is already <laughs> very un- my unsettling.
3: Doc, my dad, we, my dad said he was a doctor, but when he when we asked to see a, any kind of certificate, he got real squirrely.
4: <laughs> Where was he going every day? I mean, I think to
3: the train station he <laughs> to eat a sandwich. He was going to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: no, it's weird. It is weird. Uh, the first of all, I don't think milk would come out of your. Uh, nip. Oh, here we
3: go. What is it, play To start, uh, male lactation has been observed in a few domesticated animals, including cats, goats, and guinea pigs, on rare occasions. And also, it says, uh, here some transgender men and non binary people nurse their babies and use the term chest feeding or body feeding rather oh, than breastfeeding. Okay, feeding. okay right. there we there go. You go. All yeah. right. Um, why do
4: you guys want to lactate? Well, you,
3: first of all, let me tell no, you this if science made it possible, <laughs> if science made it possible, yeah, for men to lactate. I think women would be very happy if they could get up for some of those midnight feedings
4: i you're right or would you be jealous? would I be jealous that like tack would be able to breastfeed instead yeah. of me yeah uh n- no, I wouldn't. But uh-huh. I um, I don't, I just, it's not like, it's not like it's fun when you like squeeze your boob and like milk shoots out. It's I weird. I can't
3: think of anything that'd be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, if I'd, I'd be firing <laughs> it at people. I
4: would too. You know, and
3: I'd be, you know what I'd love to do is <clears throat> if, if I was at the beach and I didn't have my shirt on, just go like, oh man, and gorley would be like, what is it? And I'd be like, oh, this part of my chest is real sore. Smell well, what, the and, then I, and then i just push it <laughs> and shoot you right in the, you it's know a squirting I flower that's part of your body.
1: I'd go to, carnival when you're supposed to shoot those water guns into the clown's mouth and see if you can raise the balloon up the (laughs) wall? Yes. Yeah.
3: I would do that too. This is
4: why men don't lactate. You guys know this why.
3: If men could lactate, the baby would get none of the milk right? because we'd be going to carnivals and trying to (laughs) shoot at ducks with our lactation milk, right? (laughs) Yeah. And we'd be playing pranks on each other. Yes. Oh, my my chest is sore. What is it, man? Squirt. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it would be a huge disservice to babies. If men lactated. So I'm I think proud. it's important that women just.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we followed Adam Sachs' advice mm-hmm. and we got back on track and talked about some really important stuff. <laughs> we got into some tits and giggles. <laughs> okay. What? Uh, I'm what? sorry. I got I it just, You know
1: what? That's both of Finally, yeah. it's also called Note Back. Yeah. Yep. I'm checking the boxes. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah,
3: I just, you just made it finally to the very top of my list of worst people ever. <sighs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Hitler number two, Stalin number three. Who's
1: Hitler number two?
3: What's that? Who's Hitler (laughs) number two? No, he's number two on the list now. Hitler number two. Well, anyway, our thanks to uh, Adam Sachs for getting us uh, to settle down, stop being silly so that we could get back to being silly. My guest today is a singer, songwriter, and pianist who has won nine Grammy awards. That's too many for her work. Her debut album, Come Away With Me, was a global phenomenon selling over 27 million copies. <laughs> now she has a new podcast. Nora Jones is playing along. And she's joined by other musicians for conversations and musical collaborations. I am very excited. She's here with us uh, today. I really adore her. Nora Jones, welcome. You know, I've adored you for so many years, and you were kind enough to come on my late night show, uh, or in shows plural, I'll say, over the years. Oh,
0: well, I was trying many to figure times. out how many times. You
3: know what? We could probably look it up, but yeah. you came on. That's okay. As many yeah, I said everybody that- Everybody, get going. Nine oh, yeah. people in the room started getting on their computers. Uh, oh, you no, I am just got some medical results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you started crying. Um Don't worry, six months is a long time.
0: Uh, um, (laughs) Oh, Jesus Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Too long in this job.
3: Yeah, okay, take Uh, it easy. We're sitting here with Nora Jones. I'm not going to waste time bantering with (laughs) you about your life expectancy. Um, You came on many times and in in so many different guises because you would perform uh, yourself, uh, you'd be performing your work, and then I remember we did a George Week once in honor of George Harrison. And... You know, Paul Simon came. All these amazing people came by for the week. Uh, Danny Harrison was around, uh, and it was this wonderful week. And you came, and I'm trying to think. I think you did, I'd Have You, anytime. it
0: No, I did Behind That Locked oh, Door. Oh, Behind That Locked
3: Door. Okay. It
0: was so fun. That was one of our—actually, I remember my band and I, because we'd done a lot of TV shows together at that point. That was probably one of our best TV performances. You know, usually you do it, and you're like, ah. Eh it would have been better if this, and we are like, yes,
3: nailed it. Yeah, the problem is you did that on camera. <laughs> you turned to the camera we and high-fived. said, yes, nailed it. Mid song too, yeah. it was weird. And you said, top that, other musicians in the world. Yeah, level.
0: better than George's version. <laughs> yeah, better than
2: George.
3: You know, when you started dancing and saying better than Harrison. Yeah, that's right. That put a lot of people off. Uh, no, you were, uh, I, yeah, I was trying to remember what song it was this morning, and I could have just typed in, because we live in that world where I can type in, you know, Nora Jones, George Harrison, Conan or whatever, and it would come up immediately. But uh, I can't work my own phone. I can't turn it on.
0: (laughs) That's less fun anyway.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but you, um, you came on that week and you were always coming by and performing and I just loved it every time you came on the show. Thanks. I'm a massive fan. And so I'm a
0: massive fan. I remember the first time I came on your show was for for my first record.
3: 2000. In 2002. Yeah, that's right.
0: And I was so excited.
3: Oh, well, that's, I remember you, uh, of course, that was the record, Come Away with Me, five Grammys. You know, I remember it at that time, finding out about you, hearing about you. And saying, "Who is this, this Nori Jones? What is this all? About? Oh, I'm very skeptical. What is this Come Away With Me album? I better check it out and see if it's <laughs> up to snuff. And listening to it and thinking, I don't understand how someone your age at the time or anybody could come out with an album of all brand new standards. It was like, this is all, these are all going to be in standards books that everyone has to have forever. Uh-huh. And I was like everyone else in the world, like 85 billion other people completely floored. Well, that's nice to say. uh, Yeah, and I remember whoever was playing guitar with you, I think you did, um, don't know why, and I was, he offered to show me how to play it on the guitar afterwards. Really? And so he came into, I don't know who it was, but he came into my dressing room and he's showing me how to play the guitar parts. And uh, I was like, I think I got it. (laughs) And then we got into a lot of stuff. You know, and edits and work, and we got to figure out tomorrow's show. And then I got home, completely forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's a hard song to play on guitar. Je- yeah, it's it, it's probably
3: not in my wheelhouse.
0: It's not in my wheelhouse. It was either Jesse Harris who wrote the song or Adam Levy who toured with me at the time. But that's, yeah, that's really fun.
3: Um,
0: I think it was the person who wrote the song. Then it was Jesse Harris. Yeah, yeah he was a well, good Jesse. Of mine. I need yeah. I need you to come back.
3: <laughs> It's. Uh, I need another lesson. He'll
0: probably send you a video if you just give me. Give me No, phone I need number. him in person. Yeah. And he, he needs to fly out to
3: LA at his own expense. Huh. That I do require. Um, I was thinking about. I wanted to mention first that you have your own podcast, which I've really been enjoying. Thanks. Uh, and it's uh, uh, it's Nora Jones is playing along. Uh, is playing along, and what's nice about it is that you get these people it's two musicians talking and screwing around and it's a very loose atmosphere and I was listening to you with Jeff Tweedy who's one of my favorite humans yeah mine too and um it was such a great vibe and I was thinking man I'd like to be on this podcast and then I realized oh right I'm not a musician (laughs) (laughs) except you are well not really but can you does it ever expand out to non-musicians
0: if they're playing music with me I think my only, my way in is, you know, there's so many podcasts, of course. Right. Yes. And you guys were kind of a big inspiration because over the pandemic, I I just, hearing you guys laugh really lit me up. And oh, that's it, nice. It's it just like belly laughs were needed and um, it, it felt really good. And um, I, you screwing around with people on this podcast is kind of like what I want to do, except I'm a musician. So it's a, a little bit different.
3: No, but it's <laughs> the same idea. There's such a, We talk about this a lot on the show, but uh, I've been fascinated all my life with the fact that I have a um, natural, uh, you know, bent towards comedy, but I'm always, the grass is always greener. I'm always peering over into the music yard.
0: I see that, yeah. And thinking,
3: man... So cool! That's the cool place to be. I'm over here with the laughing clowns. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, sorry, not you guys.
4: Oh no, no, no. I don't
3: think of you as comedians at all. Oh well, um, I do.
4: Oh, Oh, thank you, you hilarious. Thank Thank you. you. What do I know? I'm just a musician. (laughs)
3: Thank you. Yes, yes. You don't have a professional eye
0: like
2: I do. No,
3: (laughs) you're laughing (laughs) clown. (laughs) But like
0: hearing you with (laughs) Kevin Nealon, just like messing around. I mean right. that makes me so happy. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm trying to do with music, with with people who I know, some who I don't know. And we yeah. find this commonplace and we're speaking like the same
3: language. You well, this know? is what always fascinates me because I, you know what you if there's something that you don't do, you put it on a pedestal where you don't have a natural inclination. So mm-hmm. when I sit you when I see you sit down at a piano and play and sing. I think, well, she's superhuman. I am immortal. You know, uh, I said a mortal, not immortal.
5: <laughs> I just want
3: to be really clear. Um, there is such a close connection between comedy and music. It's the same.
0: I mean, you you could do a perfect take of a song and it just doesn't feel right. Or you can do a really messed up, messy version of a song together and it just feels magical. And yeah. it it hits the spot, you know?
3: I was thinking about your... Your your path, your journey, <laughs> and I was thinking about how growing up because I know your your mom and dad divorce when you're pretty young.
0: I, they were never married, but oh, they were never married. But uh, yeah.
3: So they were living in sin, as we of <laughs> say.
0: I mean, I, I honestly I don't even know their story is so crazy. I I don't even know what was going on, but um,
3: really, after all these years, you still don't know what was going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I've heard a lot of different versions. I'll oh. <laughs> so Put it that way. But um, yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, they split up when I was really young. So I just, I grew up with my mom.
3: Right. And this is an interesting thing, in Grapevine, Texas. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so what's interesting is that you have anyone who doesn't know, your dad, Ravi Shankar, it, you come and and your mom as well have, both have this musical pedigree, this musical background. So... There's some of that, but then you're transplanted to Texas. Yeah. And I think that's gotta be fascinating because you grew up, you grew up in this environment that had to have influenced you. I mean, if you had grown up in New York City, do you know what I mean? Or in
0: India. Or in India. With my dad. With your dad,
3: you might not be, you might not be you at this moment. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: I mean, my history is very different. I mean, it's interesting because I'm a musician. And he, he, he was, he passed away, but he's, he was this brilliant musician, Mm -hmm. Indian musician. And my mom is not a musician, but she loved music. So I grew up with my mom seeing my dad here and there, and then not seeing him for a long period. And then we reconnected later, but, um... Growing up, I I was influenced by my mom's record collection. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
3: So who were you listening to?
0: Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and Willie Nelson.
3: So this is what's fascinating. So (laughs) you grow up and you're listening to those people and you're in this, what what I imagine is this, is it a small town in Texas?
0: Grapevine is a huge sprawling town now, but when I was little, it was small.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. So you're growing up in this environment and you... We're not that connected to the pop music of your time. Is that right?
0: I was in middle school. I loved, um, Casey Kasem's top 40 every Sunday. (laughs) I was obsessed with that for a while.
3: I just listened to Casey. I would turn off the music. (laughs) Fell in love with the voice of Casey (laughs) (laughs) Kasem.
1: Who's going to be number
3: one? You can buy bootlegs where it's just Casey and then you don't hear the music. I have all of them. They're awful. There are Uh, Casey
1: Kasem bootlegs.
3: I don't know if you've heard of them. No, I have. Oh, really? We know where he he loses it. He has a meltdown. Oh, Yeah, oh, we should start releasing mine where I have a. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a I lot. Yeah. Hear those. You can actually physically hear me hitting orally. Um yeah. <laughs> But nope. you, but but so um, you were somewhat aware, but you were I guess jazz was was jazz a bigger part of your life? It
0: was after a certain point, but I was really into Nirvana and the Violent Femmes at one point, you know, mm. and then maybe like ninth grade, I got really into jazz. Okay, and then that's all there was for like the next five years. That's all I I was obsessed with.
3: I'm so intimidated by jazz,
0: so a lot of people are even I, I am because I'm not really a great jazz musician. It's kind of where I came from musically, mm-hmm. um, but I never practiced enough to really hang with you know real jazz musicians and a jam session a jam session yeah. <laughs> jazz that's exactly what <laughs> they call themselves,
3: yeah, I've always thought of jazz music as you know, you're sitting at the sushi bar and they're <laughs> they're like, it's chef's choice. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you don't know exactly. It scares me a little bit, yeah. and I and that's just because I have some mental block. I was all about rockabilly, yeah, c- crazy intense rockabilly, and and um, that was the stuff that I, that that pulled me in and and kind of lit me up. You know, it just I it inspired me in so many ways. Uh, it's great music, but very very simple. Yeah, extremely rudimentary and that was that was maybe part of the magic for me is it i could play it
0: <laughs> i feel know? you i mean that's why i i love country songs and sometimes you just cut straight to the heart of something with the most simple thing i think that's i can't play fast jazz either so we're in it together
3: in that, in that, in that There were so many in ways in which we're similar. Yeah. yeah. And that's People are always them. calling me the Nora Jones of comedy.
0: <laughs> we can't <laughs> jazz.
3: They, um, you know, I think they call you the Jim Jones of comedy. Oh, yes, that's right. oh. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, because yeah. I'm leading my followers to your instruction. Yeah, yeah well, either way. I'm okay. fine either way. But either way, it's a compliment as far as I'm concerned. Okay. <laughs> You know what's amazing is that you grow up listening to these people, and then if you could ever imagine that okay, you you are a huge Willie Nelson fan, Ray Charles fan, you're going to be playing with these people. You you did a duet with Ray Charles.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, what
3: it's was crazy. that like? What was Ray Charles like?
0: He was very nice. We you know we went in for twenty minutes. We did three takes of the song, wow. and that was it. But we were all live in the room together. It was amazing. He That's was a, sweet.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's a, and then uh, I know that you have a, this longer lasting connection with Willie Nelson.
0: I've been so lucky to play and sing with Willie like, multiple times I love him so much yeah he
3: is such a great spirit
0: yeah did you see they're having a big show at the Hollywood Bowl um, for his 90th birthday 90th birthday in April yeah
3: yeah. yeah. he is a great advertisement that marijuana is not bad for (laughs) you
0: exactly Uh, (laughs) uh,
3: he he and Snoop Dogg will live to be 600 (laughs) (laughs) you know what's uh, what's amazing to me is I'm thinking about the first time I met Willie Nelson he came on my late night show in the early days and he had that incredible beat-up guitar he has. Oh, Trigger. Trigger. Yeah. That, that that he's played forever. Is it a Martin?
0: It's a nylon string. That's it's a nylon that's string. That's all I remember. But, yeah, it's But, a but he nyl- puts it through an amp.
3: Yeah, he puts it through an amp. Which is it's, oh, totally it, cool. Right, he's <laughs> got a little drop-in, uh, I think, um, uh, pickup. Yeah. And he plays it through an amp and it's got a hole in it as if it had been... Recovered (laughs) somewhere, and a rat had eaten through it. Not the sound hole; it's got a separate. No, it's got a a
0: gaping. It's it's got its own.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there's the sound hole, and then there's this thing that looks like a ferret clawed its way into the guitar or clawed its way out, uh, and um, it's covered in signatures. Yeah. And it's all these people, he's had Trigger forever and it's everyone has signed, He he he's had all these amazing people sign Trigger and the show's over and uh, and I said, that's just incredible. He's got like George Jones's yeah. signature. He's got all these, he's got everybody and there's Tammy Wynette and there's, uh, but all these public, and he said, yeah, sign it Conan. And I said, no, <laughs> we shall not sully this. And he's like, come on. And he, I, so I signed it with like a ballpoint pen. Wow. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, when Willie got backstage, he wiped it off. Uh, yeah. That's
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've signed Trigger.
3: I, I, that was a dry erase marker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he said, I said, I'll use my pen. He went, uh, no, use this one. <laughs> Wipes off easily. <laughs> uh, well, that's
0: lucky. You got to touch Trigger.
3: I got to touch Trigger. Yeah. Um, it is funny when you get, when you get to hold an iconic instrument, yeah, If right? you've is. had that experience. I'm sure you have, where it's it's uh, you know a famous guitar that I, you get I to don't hold. On know to. if I
0: actually have, but my, my friends, we did a song with Willie, and um, before he got to the studio, his his tech asked uh, a friend of mine to tune it or to hold it and play it while they oh. while they did the sound. And yeah. my, f- my friend was pretty excited <laughs> to play trigger.
3: <laughs> I would imagine, yeah, that would be pretty freaky. I think uh, I've seen just over the years. Well, through Danny Harrison, uh, I was in England and went by his house, which was his dad's house, obviously. And he he uh, let he showed me, and he's acting like it. Oh, you know, do you want to hold the 1963 Gretsch Duo Jet that my dad played in the Cavern? Oh wow! And I was thinking I shouldn't touch it. It's like I will defile it, and then you realize it's a guitar. Yeah, and um, it needs to
0: be played. It it, wants
3: to be played. It wants to be. Well, actually, the guitar did see me and say no. Not
2: him! I'd rather not. That's so funny.
0: (laughs) Actually, you're reminding me, I have played a very famous piano. And I got to go to Friar Park and met George... Harrison and Danny was there and Olivia when I first reconnected with my dad, actually, I was, eight, kidding. I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. We finally reconnected and we, we got very close over the years after that. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a, a great thing. And I remember I landed in London to go visit them for the first time in a long time. And they're like, we're going to George's house for dinner. So just take a nap, clean up. I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't know. We were going to George Harrison's house. Oh, my God. (laughs) Who is this George anyway? (laughs) I was kind of oblivious. You know, I was jet lagged and young. And we get there and he, he was so sweet. Yeah. And he was so happy to see me and my dad reconnect as well. And, um, and he
3: idolized your dad. He and did. Clearly, it was ch- your dad changed of his life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a crazy night, and I was half half jet lagged through the whole thing. But he um, he asked me to play for him because my dad told him that I was this piano player, and I was like, okay, because I just was like, you know, I knew who he was at that point. Of course, you but- <laughs> played for
3: George Harrison. So I wow.
0: I sat down at this piano, which now I know. I didn't at the time, but I think it was one of John Lennon's pianos. Yes, and
3: so. I've seen it because oh. it, it, when I was there, I think they moved it to, this was in a different, it's not in the house when I saw it. It's There's this other place where they shot all the interviews for the anthology and it's got this hand painting yes, on it. Yes, it's
0: got painting on like it. Like a
3: rainbow it's and beautiful. sort of psychedelic stuff. Yeah, yes. so I didn't know
0: this at the time. And I was kind of just oblivious to the whole meaning of the moment. But I sat down and I played an old Hoagie Carmichael song called oh. The Nearness of You for George. <laughs> and he was so sweet. And he, yeah, it was just a very funny moment that I just now remembered.
3: And he he li- I'm sure he loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean- he was kind about it. <laughs> I
3: don't know. He, I, if he hated it, he pretended he loved it. He it. <laughs> he was you fine. are Nora Jones, you know. I know, but
5: <laughs> I, I was 18.
3: It's not, it's you know? I know, but if I had come in at 18 and played a song on the piano for for George Harrison, it would have gone very differently. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I sang it too. Clang, clang, yeah, clang, clang. Exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> Luckily, I didn't know the instrument was so historic.
3: Yeah, it's good not to know those things. I think sometimes. so. It's
0: better to just be oblivious.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kind of intrigued that when you first started out before you had all your success, you were a lounge singer, you know, and I, and I've, and, and for just a little bit, you were a lounge singer. And I'm thinking, um, you know, let's say things hadn't blown up for you. Do you, do you think you could have like made your peace with being a lounge singer for a long time? Or is that a tough gig?
0: I mean, it's something you don't really know, Mm -hmm. right? You can't go back. I I, I wouldn't, yeah, I kind of was a lounge singer, but it was really more like a restaurant than a lounge.
3: So you're playing for people while they're eating.
0: Yeah. And, and oh. usually they wouldn't clap and nobody heard, but oh. the gig was actually to just play piano. But mm-hmm. since I sang, I asked if I could bring a little, little amp and, and sing like every five songs or something. And it was actually the best practice I ever had. This is in college in Dallas. And um, I, I basically learned how to sing and play at the same time. Cause it's kind of a coordination thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was great practice. And every once in a while, the whole restaurant, like, one person would just start clapping and then slowly the whole restaurant would start clapping. But then usually they weren't they weren't clapping at all.
5: I, um,
3: <laughs> oh, man. I will tell you that first of all, the the thing I hate the most in comedy is when you have to perform for people who are eating.
0: Yeah, it's uh, horrible. And and it doesn't matter
3: what stage you get to, there's there are benefits. Yeah. Where you they say, okay, go on up and you have your jokes and you have your riffs that you want to do, and you get up on stage. And you hear the distinct sound of 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 silverware hitting each you know clanking together, which is a together. horrible sound. And then and, and then a kid, and, and people <laughs> chewing. And I remember being at the uh, there's a big ballroom at the Waldorf Astoria, and I had to do benefits there a million times when I was in New York. And being up there, and the crowd doesn't even know. Just a voice of God goes, ladies and gentlemen, Conan O'Brien," <laughs> And, and <laughs> people are just getting their like, plates are being put down and served and people are saying, no, 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 I said red, not white. <laughs> yeah. And I walked up stage and there wasn't even any sense that I was on stage. Yeah. And I go, well, well, anyway, and I start to get into my thing and a man was sitting right in the front row. Oh,
0: just sawing. And, and his
3: back was to <laughs> me, And he was cutting into his meat and he put it in his mouth and he's chewing. And then he whipped his head around <laughs> to look at, who's this annoying person at the podium Behind me, <laughs> and I just saw a chewing, unhappy face looking yeah, up at me. That's not great. And I thought, "Fuck this! This is <laughs> yeah. I don't want to perform for people eating." You
0: can have like a no eating clause.
3: Oh, I know actually that? yeah, yeah. I know. Like you, you need you need do you more do a benefit. In you can <laughs>
0: yeah. say like, "I'll do it, but not when they're eating." When they're eating directly before dinner or after the plates have been cleared. But I
3: will tell you this, Nora. I am a person who, if I'm anywhere if I'm in a bar or restaurant and someone's playing, when they finish the song, I applaud, I don't care. And sometimes it's awkward because I get self-conscious because if you're the, if I start applauding and no one else does, I think I'm making the situation worse. Uh, Yeah.
0: Especially if no one else does, yeah, Yeah, it's kind of weird. And also you're drawing attention to yourself. Well, I love that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you liked that or, or no! no. I don't I go out, I, I I
3: go I out in it. a t-shirt that says, I am <laughs> Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. And then parentheses, it explains who that is. You yeah.
4: start clapping in the middle of the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just so people look <laughs> at you. And
3: I you say, know. Conan
2: likey. <laughs> 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 I've,
3: I've, yeah, many times when you've been on the show, I'd, be, I'd clap midway. Middle, yeah. Conan's happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna count
0: <laughs> I just want to get a cockaroo while we're here. <laughs> <kaka-roo! Yes! laughs> Thank you. Oh my I God. I can die now.
1: <laughs> I just
3: want to get a cockaroo yeah. while we're here. That's what she
1: said. Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. Uh, I've been getting that all my life. Uh, you know,
2: <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> I'm thinking about all the different people you've collaborated with because you mentioned Ray Charles, but what, what it's amazing to me is that... Uh, you have, I think, a very enviable career. You, you've you had massive commercial success and you're respected and you're a nice grounded person. And you can- So, f-
0: like, that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: I usually find out. Word gets, I'll tell
3: you what, word gets out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. I talk to Uber drivers and they tell me. Um, <laughs> but, like, you've collaborated with Keith Richards. Yeah. What's that like?
0: Again, just like a nice human, you know? A, yeah. a musician. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It, sometimes you do these collaborations and the song's already been co- recorded and the person's not even there.
3: Oh. And you go in
0: and you add your vocals. And I've done a couple of those with Keith, but I've actually been in a room playing music with him a few times and it's incredible.
3: I would, yeah, that would be sort of otherworldly. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, uh, in the few... Times that I've had little contacts with him. Oh, yeah. Very, you know, like he didn't know who I was or anything. Um, But uh, I'm sure that's not true. No, no, this was years ago ago. before I.
1: You weren't wearing your little t shirt.
0: (laughs) I had it on
3: even when I was, before I had a TV show, I had it on. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm I'm always fascinated when that it feels to me like it would be a great exercise to one. One might not immediately link Nora Jones and Keith Richards, but you can get together and musically, <laughs> you guys can
0: yeah. find
3: find the groove or oh, find yeah. what it is. I mean,
0: we both love Hank Williams, right? So yeah. <laughs> I, it's not a problem. It's, it's, it's a language. And it's like, that, that's what's so fun about this podcast is it's like a never ending list of people to just play with yeah. and play music with. But it's like really just like playing in a playground. You know, it's like that. It's so fun.
3: And do you have like your bucket list of these are the people I've got to have on your on, on your podcast that you want to mess around with?
0: It's just never ending. It's yeah. it's a bazillion people. It's like, of course, you know, my idols or, or a young musician who I admire or someone that nobody knows about that I just like or, you know, whoever.
3: So, I mean, that's so fantastic. That's, yeah. And I think that's what this medium, this podcast thing, what I'm, I, I mean, every time we come into the studio, I- I'm delighted that this Form exists.
0: Me too. Be- it's 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 like intimate yeah. and fun and it's, it's. I'm never you know, going to get invited to dinner with you probably so it's fun to just have this time together to talk.
3: And I know you've asked a lot and I know. I'm still not ready. <laughs>
4: <Yeah. laughs> <You> I <still laughs> find that very hard to believe.
3: Yeah. 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 No, I just need to hear a little more of your stuff. <laughs>
4: you know what I mean? Like
0: there's a lot of people you might not cross paths with in an well, intimate way well, that's so the, that's it's a way I, to really connect. Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: what I was, I was uh, on my way to work today and I called the the guy who's a, a good friend and he booked music on our show all through the 90s, 2000s, Jim Pitt.
0: Oh yeah, I remember him.
3: Yeah, and you know, great person who uh, helped put the, really put the musical stamp on, on my show, which was so important to us. And um, I called him up and I just was as excited. And I said, hey, I'm gonna be, I just want you to know, I'm gonna be talking to uh, Nora in like half an hour. And he was like, oh my God. And we were chatting about how nice it is. And I said to him, all these years, Nora's been coming on my show and performing. And of course we chat, but I never got to sit down with you and talk to you Yeah, because people don't realize show business is, you know, you do your your sound check, your rehearsal. I come down, I say, hi. Then I've got to go and do my stuff. Then you perform. I thank you. And then you move on, I move on. Yeah, it's brief. Yeah. And this is this is what I love. Yeah. You know?
0: It's so much it's so like warm and it's it gives me the warm fuzzies, you know.
3: <laughs> Cause I didn't know that uh country music was so important to you. Yeah. And well, I, didn't I grew up that. in Texas. Yeah, so exactly. it was in the water. Yeah.
0: You know. And my mom's from Oklahoma. So it's, it's a familial thing on that side of my family.
3: Do you have a favorite Hank Williams song?
0: Um, I mean, So Lonesome Like a Cry is yeah, just yeah. about one of the best songs ever, ever sung.
3: Yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that sad.
3: <laughs> I love that Ken Burns documentary on uh, country music. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's taking you through everybody. And then he gets to the, there's the chapter episode about Hank Williams, and it's entitled Shakespeare of the South. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and yeah. And
3: you're like, yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. I mean, I love that
3: music. Um, but also you get to like, Work with outcast, foo fighters. Yeah. So
0: it's run the gamut. I've been super lucky.
3: Yeah. Has anyone ever asked you, like, can I do a duet with you? And it was someone you did not want to do that with.
0: (laughs) You mean, do I say yes to everything?
2: (laughs) I just meant in person. You know,
3: I meant like the awkwardness in person. Like, you're talking to someone (laughs) (laughs) who,
0: Like, let's do this. Yeah. Well, actually. I'm ready to do a (laughs) duet with you. I've got my ukulele. Never (laughs) happened like that ever. But. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've turned a few down. I guess I've got my ukulele.
3: I have my bassoon. Come on, we could do it right now.
0: I would do that probably. <laughs> it was just like really easy, but um, I I don't know. I I've, I've turned a few things down. I've turned a few things down where I really liked the person and I just didn't have time. You know, stuff just happens but doing this podcast, it's like, I have to actually ask people now. And that's kind of nerve wracking for ask me them. to ask people to come be on my, my show now. right? And, and being in that position of asking and maybe getting rejected. That's been like the most kind of like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. You know,
3: you know it's funny. Uh, I'll just, just because I've been doing this for so long. Uh, I used to take it personally. Yeah. If someone couldn't come on the show or said no to the show, I took it as them saying, Conan O'Brien, thank you, no. Yeah, what a jerk
0: (laughs) that guy is. Yeah, and then later
3: on, it took me years because my my publicist used to say, no, don't take it personally, they're in town. Yeah. And then I realized, because I'd been on the other side of it, where I'm someplace and they'll say like, hey, there are these five people that, or these five shows that are saying, can you come do something? and you think I'm only here for a day, I can do one, or I don't really wanna do that this time, or I can't do it yeah. for some, and you realize that it's not personal at all. I mean, sometimes it is. is. I've had celebrities say I despise that guy, <laughs> and I don't realize why that has to get back to me. from <laughs> <laughs> them personally. Yeah, 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 George Clooney calls and says, no, 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 <laughs> no, thanks. you are not my cup of tea. <laughs> not, uh, you're way too silly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if only that were a joke. Uh, oh.
4: Oh. Oh, come oh, come
3: on! Not Clooney. I'm just no, no, no. He loves me. Uh. We'll connect eventually. Uh, uh. But no, no. Let's not put that out there. Or okay. do we? Uh-huh. Yes. What's that?
4: I want George Clooney. Yeah, oh, really? I do Can too. you be better? <laughs> <laughs> Can you change yourself?
0: <laughs> Go get I'll, him, Tiger. I'll try. I'm going to
3: try and up my game yeah, just enough to get thank you. Get thank all you. of Ocean's Eleven in here.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. All at once? Yeah. At the same time. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah. I think I could get two of them. Uh, Carl Reiner. Oh wait. No, 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 no. Carl Reiner passed. Yeah. Can't get him anymore. I could have. Oh. I could have, but uh, we'd need some voodoo magic to get him now. Nice one, Gorley. by the way. Yeah,
1: I picked the one guy yeah. who's
3: not yeah. alive. Yeah. No, I'm Uh, talking about waiter number three. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, he's good, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is your... I'm
4: sorry. Yeah. The way that? you just went right back into <laughs> That's what I have to do. I know.
3: But I'm a pro. Nora gets it because she's a pro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? You were on a podcast. You know how to just snap back. I love when you get Sona going. It, it's yeah. my
0: favorite thing. Oh, when yeah. I get her
3: angry? Yeah.
0: No, when you get her laughing. Like oh, that. when I get her laughing. When you, oh, yeah. when she gets going. Yeah. Yeah. It's my
4: favorite thing, too, actually. Well, it oh,
0: must feel so good to laugh like that.
3: It does.
4: It's rare to laugh like that. Okay, I mean, I'm a hearty laugher. Yeah, you are. In general, and then also just working for someone for, for Conan O'Brien has been of course. the best. Well,
3: I think the thing that comes uh, that that is real is uh, how much bullshit happens between Sona and I uh, and laughing that isn't recorded. Yeah. Because I will call you and say there's something really important I need you to do for me, and then yeah. it's something that's completely made up. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it, is he'll
4: go on riffs on the phone with me just because I'm laughing, and I think yeah. it's, it's a because it, it's a drug. It
3: for must him. feel so yeah. it good to have her
0: around. It is.
4: <laughs> He's such a great laugh. Oh, thank
0: yeah. you,
3: thank yeah. you, Morrie. Yeah, yeah Gorley so. no. Thank so. Gorley isn't really a laugh. Gorley
0: is funny as hell. Uh, oh,
3: I know. I mean, yeah, cracks I know. Me up. I, know. <laughs>
0: I remember when I first started listening to your podcast. He was just kind of. Quieter. Yeah. And well, then, he's
3: a quiet, and then uh, he started- He's
0: really come out. Yeah, oh, yeah. And
3: now, guess what? Now we're trying to get him back yeah, in. Yeah, too
0: late. I mean, the cat's out of the bag. No, no, no. He's no, out of the bottle, Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, out.
3: It, it's like, it's It's a jack-in-the-box that I'm trying to jam yeah. back, back into the box. Can't do it. No, that it's good. Happen. He compliments saying, you really well. No, no, it's, yeah. it's, I got very lucky because this all came together. I mean, Sona, I knew was gonna be part of it, and then- uh they brought this gorly guy in, yeah. and I said absolutely not. And they said no one else will do it. And then, <laughs> that's
0: true. That's true. And, and it even I did money.
3: because yeah. I was being
1: blackmailed.
0: Exactly. Oh my god! It's yeah.
3: uh, a beautiful thing. But but um, I'm curious if because uh, I am baffled by songwriting. I don't oh, yeah. understand. Me it, too. And I don't understand composition. <laughs> and and I guess you know even people that do it. But you know I I I play a lot of guitar. And don't really know what I'm doing. But the idea, and I've, I've talked with Amy Mann about this extensively. I, heard that. I loved that. And episode. we're supposed to write a song yeah. together. Did it and, ever happen? Well, it's my fault because that she said, I'm ready to go when you are. And I'm terrified because she mentioned, yeah, you need to sort of make yourself emotionally available. Oh. And like, what is it you want to say on your song? And I'm thinking, emotionally available? <laughs> What's that? I can't do that. <laughs> uh, Everybody's
0: so, different, though. Yeah, I think everybody has their own process, right? And that Jeff Tweedy um, actually has this really great book called "How to Write One Song." It's like this little inspiration guidebook. Oh, I yeah. have to get that. It's, oh, great. You would love it. It's great. How and, to write
3: one song? Yeah,
0: and he talks about how he doesn't believe in writer's block, but actually he just thinks it's you self-editing yourself. Yes, and I love that because I I agree with it. If you just let it go and you're not worried about it. Until later, and then you can clean it up or not play it for anybody. <laughs> it's,
3: it's funny, I like, nice. uh, when creating stuff in comedy or all the years that I was a writer. One of my biggest problems was I have such. There's a little gremlin on my shoulder yeah. that is so. Nope, not good enough. Well, exactly. Not good enough, not you know, good enough. you
0: know all about it.
3: Yeah, and when I can. Um, get that guy drunk or (laughs) anesthetize him (laughs) or excise him in some way uh, and just go. Yeah. And and that was a major revelation for me in my career was I thought writing comedy meant sitting down and getting to work, Mm -hmm. which yes, it does mean that. But then there were so many times where I was just screwing around, making people laugh and they would say, oh, well, that's great write that down. That's a sketch. Yeah. And I'd say, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just having fun.
0: It's the inspiration. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, if you can,
3: if you can remove this serious, it's time now for I, Nora Jones to get to, if you got to get rid of that. I can't do
0: that. That doesn't work for me right. at all. I have, I have to just record ideas as they're in my head in the shower or driving in a car or whatever, just get it down real quick on so the you, recording. You- So instead
3: of soap on a rope, you have a tape recorder on a rope (laughs) in your shower. Yeah.
0: No, but seriously, like you just get it down and then later you can work on it. But the inspiration part has already happened.
3: Do songs ever, does anything ever come to you in a dream? Because famously, you hear about Paul McCartney waking Mm -hmm. up and. In saying, oh, I don't know what this is. I think I must have heard it somewhere, and it was yesterday. Um, again, and that's Paul McCartney. But does that do things like that come to you in a dream ever?
0: Um, I've had I've written some brilliant songs in dreams that are basically like the Jack, like the Tenacious D song tribute, where you can't, <laughs> can't remember it. You know, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> um, and, and it's basically that. You know, you know it's amazing, but then you wake up and you can't remember it. But I have written songs um, doing like medita- meditations before and mm. and I'll I'll think of an idea and I'll stop really quick and record it and then finish meditating <laughs> or or when you're falling asleep and you're in that in-between spot yeah stuff comes there and I've I've written a couple little ideas from that that I really like
3: anytime I have uh you know uh awoken in the middle of the night and scribbled something down in the morning it's Just total gibberish. Yeah, (laughs) really. It's like caramel gravy fight. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. (laughs) And I look at it and I go, what?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I love those dream journals. Yeah, people write like the first thing that comes to mind and it's. Right, bananas. <laughs> yeah,
3: and you're. I know you're. Uh, you're living. Uh, your East Coast exclusively, pretty much. Yeah,
0: you, yeah. New yeah. York.
3: Is that just? It's so funny because I was so East Coast for so many years, and then came. Yeah, I know. This way, I remember. And uh, yeah, that's right. You greeted me as I landed. <laughs> I was <laughs> there. there. <laughs> you were at the American Airlines gate. Actually,
0: I saw you once at an airport in New York, uh, probably. I don't know how old your oldest child is, but you had a newborn in your uh, arms. Yeah. And it was like after a red eye from L.A. Yeah. And we had done your show a couple of times, and I, and I was like, look, there's Conan O'Brien, mm-hmm. we were holding a newborn.
3: Yeah, was it like, wasn't my baby. Yeah, it was oh. definitely your baby. Oh. No, they, they, they were just giving them out on the flight. You know? yeah. It was like, yeah oh, like it was men's. first class. You <laughs> get a baby if you want.
0: No. I didn't want to say hi. I didn't want to say hi. But you did? Oh, no, wish. I didn't say hi because you were. It was like a red eye. It was six in the morning, and you had well, a newborn I would have been in your lap. Delighted, yeah. And now I feel like I would say hi to you if I saw you at six in the morning. You I would. We're holding a newborn.
3: I love <laughs> randomly bumping into people that I adore. <laughs> yeah. I, rem- I remember so clearly coming off, I think, a red eye and going into JFK. And there's this one specific part of the airport I'm walking through and I bump right into, literally almost ran into Paul Rudd. Oh, amazing. I remember he was holding a guitar case because he was working on, on on his guitar playing. And we bumped into each other and we had this really great conversation. And now every time I pass that part, of the JFK terminal when I'm walking through, which I am all the time, (laughs) <laughs> I think of like this romantic moment. with, with, Paul, with Rudd. Paul Rudd, yeah, and he's amazing. told me that he thinks of it too.
0: That's sweet. You should recreate it. Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. Should, can I, I think come?
3: we should just. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. Too. I know. I Paul so Rudd. meet cute. Yeah. 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 No one, you know what? Nobody dislikes Paul Rudd. No, that's true. And I've been searching because yeah. I'm want, I'm determined it's to find it's somebody. Totally yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. there's he's, some
0: people. He's Paul Rudd and Dolly Parton.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh my God. Yeah, nobody
0: dislikes. Have
3: you worked with Dolly?
0: I I have before. Yeah, I got to sing with her. Oh, that song you have,
1: creeping with Dolly. Yes. Yeah, I did I creeping in, that.
0: yeah. And she yeah. came and sang with us at the Ryman and uh, I got to sing one of her songs with her Okay, once.
3: that's just craziness. But yeah. this is
0: forever ago. And um, I I mean, she's the best. It
3: doesn't matter if it's forever ago. It happened. She's the best. She is the best. She's the best. And yes. the
0: funniest. You, you should have Dolly on. Yes. Oh. You know, no,
3: no. ready. She's not ready yet. She ready? needs Can to he prove herself on? a little come more no. in the world of music. No. <laughs> yes. Dolly. Oh my God. You know what I love is when people say you should have her on as if we have
0: You haven't thought of that, As if
3: I'm forbidding it. Yeah. It will happen, Adam. It's going to happen. Please. But one of my favorite things, this reminds me of when you host a show, people are always suggesting guests. Yeah. In the early (laughs) days of my late night show, there was a guy who, um, and I can't remember what, I think he was was from Central America and his job was to sort of be the guard that stood uh, on the way into the elevators at 30 Rock to get into our part of the building where the offices were. And I, 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 I remembered this guy it was very nice. He was very young. And uh, I think his name was like Luis, I think. And I, I'd come in and he'd be like, oh, hello, Conan, good to see you. And I'd say, oh, hi, Luis, uh, you know, have a good day. And I remember I came by once and he said, hey, Conan. And I said, yes. And he said, the Rolling Stones are in town. And I said, oh, the, I know Luis, it's been in all the papers. And he said, I think they'd be pretty good on your show. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yes, Luis, they would be amazing on the show, but the Rolling Stones are the biggest musical act in the world, and they don't do shows like mine and he and um, also, if they were going to do a show, they'd probably do like a big 11:30 show like Letterman, and I'm a 12:30 show, and you know, we've only been on a few years, so they wouldn't probably come on my show. And he looked at me and he shrugged and he went, "I think they'd be good." Aww, <laughs> so sweet. Like, like I was blowing him yeah, off yeah. like'm I'm like, I'm not." You you're missing an opportunity. You're right. He was Can acting, you
0: help me facilitate that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly.
3: Like, he's he like Mick, Mick Jagger was on the phone, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's funny. But. Uh,
0: <laughs> if somebody told me I should have Billie Eilish on my podcast. And I was like, that would be amazing. I, I don't know if she would want to do my podcast. Oh, sure. I, I, think think would.
2: Would. Yeah. I think she would. I think anybody would. That's yeah. the nice
3: thing is you are in that sweet spot of. Um. I just think a, a new act, uh, an act that's been around for a hundred years, anyone's going to want to do your podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks, not anyone, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm.
3: Let me talk to them.
0: You talk. You be my liaison, <laughs> please. Hey, Colonel O'Brien. Yeah, listen to me, Eilish. Give me Billy Eilish.
3: <laughs> you're going to do Nora Jones. See <laughs> who am I, <laughs> Colonel O'Brien from television? Well, not anymore television, <laughs> but used to be television. <laughs> Eilish, are you there? Are you there,
0: <laughs> Eilish? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes maybe I shouldn't do that please for do you.
0: that for me yeah
3: <laughs> so I was where was I I was having dinner with Um. I think I was what was I having dinner with I think it was Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally hmm. and one of someone looked over and in a far corner booth was Dolly oh wow and I know Dolly because I think she did the late night show once or twice <sighs> they were both like can you bring us over and introduce us to Dolly Parton? And it was just so, it it was like going to say hello to the Pope. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to say higher than the Pope. Whoa. Yeah. well I'm sorry you're aren't you very,
4: Catholic yeah you are very your family especially yeah, you're very Catholic po- yeah
3: but there's a lot of popes they keep replacing yeah, them you're right there's only, one, there's Dolly only one Dolly Parton yeah there's been like 175 popes right Then they had two popes at the same time right
2: <laughs> so uh,
4: the, they the, did I'm sorry
3: the, 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 the pope like the euro has been devalued uh. <laughs> there's just too many of them being, too many of them are being minted but there's only one Dolly Parton yeah. it's true and it's very man general. is she She's the best. She is the nicest person. We were all like quaking in our boots and she couldn't have been uh, a more beautiful soul. She's
0: very giving with herself, like her her personality and everything, you know? Also,
3: she is never, she's always of the time. Yeah. In this crazy way, which is so if you, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like, Right now, wisdom from her is as precious as it's ever been mm-hmm. and, and, or, or her doing a musical performance. It's just kind of neat. Yes. she sort of transcends time. I don't know how she does she's that. She's great.
0: Well, she just got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she, she thought it was kind of funny because she says she's not a rock and roll musician. <laughs> But she did it anyway, and she was very gracious about it. And now she's made a rock and roll album. I think, oh, really? I think as a sort of a, oh, res- wow. like, you know, I might as well. And, uh-huh. and I think that's pretty awesome.
3: <laughs> I almost feel like nine to five is kind of a rock and roll song. Yeah. I mean, Love genre. I mean, I, so
0: much. She definitely deserved uh, it. But. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> a rock and roll song that has typewriter for percussion.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes. yeah. That's so cool.
3: We just had, um, it'll have already been out, I think by the time, but Jane Fonda sat in that chair- <gasps> Oh my God. A couple of days ago. Amazing. And we got on the topic of Dolly Parton and she spoke of her as if she was the, you know, I mean, she idolizes Dolly Parton and uh, told these really great stories about her. So
0: it's Dolly Week, get Conan. Uh, I know,
3: this, this I know, I know. Sachs, you know what? I, we've all wanted Dolly, but Adam Sachs is forbidden it for now. Yeah, yeah. why is that? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, there's what one track. She, there's Dolly. one track she cut in 1973 that uh, Adam Sachs <laughs> didn't quite like.
1: Now that Nora Jones has blessed it, oh. <laughs> Thank you. Go
4: to Dolly. I know. Go to her. Go to the light. If we do book her and you have to travel, will you let me and Gorley go? I mean, sometimes you don't let us come. Well, I have to come as the caveat. Oh, you can come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Look, let me explain. If I'm going to talk to like a, you know, Barack Obama or someone, there are security (laughs) issues involved, background checks. And that's why you two are usually excluded. Right. You know what you did, and you know what you did four times. Um, yeah. I mean. Yeah.
4: But. You're but, a shoplifter. Okay. But Are you? What about, yes, Are I you? am, I am, I was, I was, I'm not anymore right, that's and I've you? never been caught, so it wouldn't be on a record. So there You've you go. You've only talked about it many times on the air. You bring it up, you ruin it. But yeah, I'm that's saying, a great
3: criminal. I wouldn't even confess, but you brought it up. But Dolly
4: Parton <laughs> doesn't have a secret service. So Gorley and I, I yeah, we're putting you on the spot. You're go. taking us with us. You're taking us with you. And so thank you, you very much.
3: And if you don't, we're striking.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. okay. Well good you did, Nora. Opposed. We're not. Fun. You know what happened? Uh Gourley's been getting a little more feisty. We all know that. Yeah. And Son, of course, always just a terror. <laughs> but you come in and you and you praise them both. <laughs> and now like, they're yeah. insane. Yeah. They're like we're the gonna Three strike. of us are striking. Yeah, it's fun. Uh-huh. It's,
0: yeah. It's fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, so what's, what, what do you have planned for this coming year? I know that, are you recording right now? Yeah.
0: I, I'm, a, I'm actually making an album and a lot of the songs came from those in between sleep, sleep times, okay. oddly enough. And, um, and I'm going to go on tour in Europe this summer, which is always a joy to play music live yeah. and really just doing this podcast and trying to hang out with people and in front of microphones. <laughs>
3: Uh, the podcast is Nora Jones is playing along and it's, uh, terrific. Mavis Staples. Yeah. Was on the podcast.
0: She was at uh, Mark Rebier. Do you know oh my him? God. He's incredible.
3: I, I'm not as familiar with him now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we had Bobby Hall, AKA yep. the rapper Logic. Yeah. Um, which was a really fun like meeting of. Two different worlds. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, it kind of runs the gamut. It's, it, there's no limitations. It just has to be playing music together. There's no genre or anything.
3: Also, I'll tell you this uh, as a fan of your podcast, uh, you have an amazing, obviously, you have an amazing singing voice, but I love your speaking voice. Really? Yeah. It sounds, oh, it thank sounds you. very, uh, it just sounds really lovely.
0: That and, was the thing I was most nervous about. Was really? Like, it, well, you know, when you hear yourself, speaking recorded is mm-hmm. the most annoying thing on the planet to most people and I'm no different. So when I hear myself sing, I can I can get with that. I'm used to that. But when I hear myself talk, sometimes I'm just like, ugh.
3: I think that's healthy.
0: I think it's normal too. I think
3: when, if you're someone who when you hear yourself says, yeah, more of this. <laughs> more of this. <laughs> more of this. Something's wrong. I am, uh, I am horrified uh, when I hear myself speaking, but uh, then I just say, yeah, that's just self-hate and it's probably done you some good.
0: It's done, yeah, it's, it's done good. And also I, one thing I did notice listening back and approving stuff is I have a weird cackle (laughs) because when Sarah and I get to laughing sometimes my co-host or whenever me and one of the guests laugh after the song is done there's always like this crazy laughter because we're trying a song for the first time and then we just bust out laughing when it's done but I have the my laugh surprised the hell out of me I didn't (laughs) know I had a cackle (laughs)
3: right (laughs) you know uh yeah occasionally you discover things about yourself yeah have you enjoyed listening to yourself
4: uh I I don't really listen to the Podcast. <laughs> <I'm
3: sorry. laughs> well, you've got these twins. You're busy now.
4: Well, also, if I didn't, I mean, I didn't always have the twins. Even right. before, I didn't like. It's not okay, like you don't have to
3: go overboard and say even when I had nothing to do. <laughs> even a when I
4: literally had nothing to do. If someone pressed play and put like headphones on me, I would just take them. No, I, right. I really, I don't. Yeah. Uh,
3: You're not a consumer of. You know, the dealer shouldn't consume his own. Yeah, you know, that's, that's well. An old saying. It would
0: be oh. it would be called podcaster baiting if, yeah. you, if
3: you did. <laughs> To the podcast. God, we've got to clean up this Nora Jones podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I love never it. thought I'd be saying that. I love it. God, I, that's I wish I could
0: take credit. Sarah came up with that when she was it's listening. Really I
2: to me.
1: really it. I like, it. I, like I it. it. I mean, um, I don't have any problems.
3: You know, you mentioned earlier, like, well, I, I <laughs> wouldn't have never have a chance to have a meal with you. I'd be delighted oh. to anytime if you're going to be in town and you need someone to grab you know, breakfast, whatever, I will. You'll uh, pick it
0: up and bring it to yeah. my hotel. Breakfast. Breakfast.
4: We're not quite yet. Yeah.
3: I know. Well, I'm sorry, like, we can't be forward. Uh,
4: <laughs> not know. even brunch. You're like, 9 yeah. a.m. Yeah. No,
3: no, 9
0: a.m. <laughs> 5 a.m. is it's when I get fit. up when I come to L.A. because I'm oh, on, yeah. from the East Coast. So
3: yeah. That doesn't, it's no, not bad. It, I will take you up for meal between 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Yeah. And and we split it. It's got to be an international House of yeah. Pancakes. Yeah. Um, Can I come? No, seriously, I, anytime. I would thank just you. be delighted. I, I would be
0: ecstatic. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. We brought it full we circle.
3: You it. are a podcaster. <laughs> and I a pod masturbator.
0: Podcaster. I think Nora Jones <laughs> is
3: an honorary child. I Chelsea. just said pod masturbator. Yes. Pod <laughs> yeah. He really
0: just went for it. Yeah.
3: I think what I'm talking about is different than what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's been another filthy <laughs> show with Nora Jones.
0: Thank <laughs> Nora, thank you. Thank you for having me. That was me. amazing. Uh, it was, that great was to see you all.
1: We haven't done voicemails in a while.
3: Okay. You know, I'm always a little uh, on edge. Because I, f- I feel I'll be criticized. You always
1: say that. And then I never give you any that are critical.
3: So you're saying there are ones that are critical. I'm not cool that saying you, that. <laughs> you just did.
1: I'm, no, I'm saying I never give you any that are critical. I was going to maybe go on to say there are no critical ones.
3: I don't think you were, but it's okay. There's got to be. <laughs> but this, this is America where 50% of people hate the other 50%. They can't all this agree. This is on a Cohen voluntary
1: thing where people call in and they're already fans of yours. This is not going to be the place where you, there's
3: craziness in there for sure. Good. Well, that's how you know they're my people. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, let's, let's, uh, I'm ready. I've prepared myself. Okay. Eduardo, punch it.
5: Hey, Conan. This is State Senator Kathy Breen. I'm calling from Maine and I'm calling to see if you are familiar with the retired presidential yacht, which is called the USS Sequoia. Um, Given that you are such a history buff, I wanted you to know that the ship is being restored here in Maine at a shipyard in Belfast, and I wanted to invite you to come and see the ship uh, sometime during its restoration, which will be over the next few years. It's an amazing um, vessel, literally, of American history that will just blow your mind when you realize all the many events and historic figures who spent time on the yacht. Um, It was in service from the time of President Wilson until President Carter. And it's really just an amazing gem of US history. And it's here in Maine for a few years, getting restored. So I wanted to invite you to that and uh, find out if you're familiar with it and see if you might wanna come to Maine and see it.
3: Wow, that was State Senator Kathy Breen. I am aware of the Sequoia. I didn't know about this. Well, I could be wrong. But I I think this was the the presidential yacht that um, is featured in the movie Nixon. Mm. Remember the movie Nixon that was made by Oliver Stone? With Anthony Hopkins. With Anthony Hopkins as Nixon. Uh, Nixon used to love to, I think, get in the Sequoia, if I'm thinking of the right ship. And he used to like to sail up the Potomac. That was like his idea of fun, which actually does sound fun, but he'd bring like Haldeman and Ehrlichman and Kissinger, which sounds less fun. And they would sit around and go like, I think we're gonna get away with it. You're going to get away with it, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, boss, you're gonna get away with it. I really do. Uh, hey, hey, uh, uh, let's, let's take it up to 20 knots. What do you say, guys? <laughs> and so I think it was that kind of deal on the Sequoia, but it's portrayed in uh, Oliver Stone's movie. They're all um, on the Sequoia. And I have to say, I've enjoyed some of Oliver Stone's work, but sometimes he has a heavy touch. I'll say. And oh. so he, if there's one scene in here, which really was like, oh, that's too much, where Anthony Hopkins as Nixon is on the Sequoia, they're saying, you know, Mr. President, what should we do about the Cambodia?" And He's like, bomb, bomb them all. And then someone says, oh, but Mr. President, there could be loss of life. I don't care, bomb, bomb, bomb. And then just then the chef says, Mr. President, your steak. And he puts a steak in front of him. And Nixon just then goes to cut into the steak and it's all red and juicy. And he goes,
2: blood,
3: blood, oh, too the, much blood. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> well, he then did turn into a bat and flutter away. <laughs> but you're, you know what I mean? Just the, I was like, come on, Oliver Stone. I don't care, bomb them all. Here's some steak. Blood. <laughs> I can't. I must go back to my ancestral Transylvania. <laughs> but I believe that that is a moment in film that depicts the president on the sequoia.
1: Well, we should get you on that yacht, and you can recreate that scene with some. Steak. I
3: will. But you know what? We we have to act quickly because the uh, sequoia is being restored, according to State Senator Kathy Breen, over a four-year period. <laughs> We've got no time to waste. I would like to see it though. Yeah, sure, I would too. You yeah. like
4: I you like that stuff. Oh, any, I love any piece of any sort of history. You're, I, you're like I, oh, I this wouldn't is say a it. plate that you know Reagan used. And you're like what <laughs> a plate? Oh, oh my yeah, god! That. I think that's, I, can I, I hold get it?
3: That. Yeah,
4: I don't I don't you know, know. I yeah. think it's a plate, especially cool. that
1: era late. Cold War era? Yes, oh, I'm with man. you.
3: I find that when someone, well, you Pure famously, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have Eisenhower's phone. We yeah. talked about this once and you brought it in and I, I thought that was cool and I think, uh, I'm fascinated by that stuff. So yeah. I would love to take a quick tour of the Sequoia and I think it was a very nice invitation. Yeah.
1: Uh, and... Because did you ever have to do like duck and cover drills in school for nuclear war or was it just not for nuclear war but for
4: earthquakes yeah Yeah.
1: see that's I think something that shapes a child that when you have that existential fear of dying from the cold war yeah no no warning today
3: at my kid's school they do the same thing duck and cover but it's for a nut allergy
4: Oh God, I can't even. I that's, can't. Come on, that, that was sounds, a solid joke. I know, was it That's though? how things have oh changed. Was it a little cheesy? <laughs> oh, but I mean, come oh, on. Come on, oh, come on, It was for a nuts allergy. Hello, hello,
3: we're having Come on, we're family, we're having fun. Hey, it's time to duck and cover. Someone used the wrong pronoun. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, <laughs> times have changed. Times have changed. Anyway, uh, welcome to our Joe Rogan moment. Yeah, I know. I hope you enjoyed I it.
4: Know. Um,
3: <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah, out. I would check it out. I would I'll check, check out. out a ship. Well, you, first, of all, you, first of all, first of all, check you, out a mic. Yeah. yeah. You just lay down. You're, you're the mic is seven feet, feet from yeah. you.
4: <laughs> I'll check out a ship.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, you're not invited. She didn't say Sona. She said Conan. And Why by did she implication, call, Matt.
4: She called the uh, podcast. She called the podcast.
3: You know what? You're right. And I don't often admit I'm wrong, but you're right. You never admit you're wrong. I just did. I know. Um, I... <laughs> I uh, the gummy just hit. Yeah. <laughs> Look gummy. at this one.
4: <laughs> what, is went, what is with you? I don't know. It's one thing yeah, that you're such reclining, a but
3: your hand the, is on your belly.
4: I know, because... I don't know. Okay.
3: But also, can I say, no, stay there, Sona. This is nice. I like the way you are right now. I'm
4: very comfortable right now.
3: You know what I love? How entitled are you that you're in that position and you had your hand on your bell and you went, I'd check out the presidential yacht. No, (laughs) That's a lot of entitlement. That is so your generation. You millennials. How dare you? You millennials. What
4: is your deal with nut allergies and pronouns in my generation, bruh? I think, that's why, I think that's why I'm like this right now. You're aging yourself and I'm getting younger. Get him, get yeah, inside. and more Jamaican. I'm, 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 repping, I'm repping the millel, millennials. Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay, no, I- uh, The mills. You grew up in a very different world where, okay, you had an earthquake drill, but uh, we grew up under a constant existential threat of nuclear war and that shaped Gorley and I and made us the- the cold warriors we are today. I'm a walking ball of anxiety because of that.
1: That's yeah. not true. That's true. It's true. It's totally true. <laughs>
3: you know what? Every generation has their own existential fears. Yes. Every generation. No one gets out scot-free. We all are as we always will be and always have been. Okay. I'm a wise man who can see things that others can't see. You belong on a presidential yacht. I do. I've got to get <sighs> on the side. I'll check out a yacht. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a very kind uh, invitation uh, Kathy and uh, I will try to make this happen because I would love to see the Sequoia. And I hope I'm right about my um, my Nixon reference. I believe that's the ship that he used to take up. And his favorite thing to do was sail up to Mount Vernon. This is what I recall from. Oh, I read this somewhere. I think he used to like to sail up to Mount Vernon, Washington's home. And I think by this point they were all loaded. They were <laughs> drinking the whole way. And when they got to Mount oh, Vernon, man. they would fire off a military salute, probably taking the chimney off of Mount Vernon and then turn around and come back. So those are good times. I wish I had a yacht with a cannon on it. That's what I wish I had. Have I mentioned this? I was driving uh, through Missouri. I was in a car. I was by myself and I pulled into, my car was overheating. So I pulled into the Truman Presidential Library parking lot and my radiator overheated and green goo went all over their (laughs) parking lot. And a docent from the, Truman Library came out and started yelling at me, and I I put my car back into drive and and grinding cylinders the whole way tore out of there
1: straight to the Eisenhower. Yeah, library. leaving
3: a bunch of muck behind, steaming muck behind me and a furious docent. So my apologies uh, to the Truman Presidential <laughs> Library. So, no, what's your presidential library story?
4: I have a car story.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> mean, you were in a Lincoln. Oh.
4: Ah! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I um. I've been to a. I've been to the Reagan Library. I went to the Carter Library with you. Yep. I met President Carter. Yeah,
3: that's which right. Which was really nice. Yeah. I introduced you to not just the president, but uh, the First Lady Rosalind Carter was there. I as started well. crying. You did start crying.
4: Yeah. yeah. And then when we took a photo, he said I could stand next to him in the photo, which was really nice. And yeah. it's a
3: great photo. It's the, it's the it's
1: four of us. It's a wonderful photo. Yeah. yeah. I'm jealous.
4: It, it yeah, it was a really nice thing. I mean, they they like were talking, and then his assistants were like, you know, you can go in there if you want after they're done meeting. And yeah. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I was like, me?
3: Yeah. It was really And sad. you know what Carter didn't have? A nut allergy. <laughs> Peace out, mic drop. <laughs>
1: Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.